When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Webby Podcast, where we share the stories of the internet in more than five-word speeches. The Oscars should do this. Shatner, eat your heart out. I didn't kill newspapers, okay? Millennials do good shit, duh. Here's your host, David Michelle Davies. Today on the Webby Podcast, a conversation with my friend and internet superhero, Nancy Lublin. For more than two decades, Nancy has devoted her career to helping people who really need it. In 1997, she started Dress for Success, a nonprofit that provides professional attire for low-income women for their job search. She then ran the Webby-winning DoSomething.org for more than a decade. That's an organization that helps mobilize young people for social change. And now she's back at it with probably her most ambitious project yet, Crisis Text Line. It's a nonprofit providing crisis intervention services via SMS. How's that for modern? I knew a bunch about Crisis Text Line before the interview, but I was frankly stunned and inspired by what they're doing. If you were ever wondering what the point of machine learning and AI are other than helping you find more movies to watch, this is the interview for you. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Nancy Lublin. Nancy Lublin, welcome to the Webby Podcast. Will you tell us a bit about Crisis Text Line and, and how it works and how it got started? Yeah, uh, like you said, 24-7 support entirely by text. Um, we're now at about 23 million messages, and only we think a couple of dozen have asked if they can pick up the phone and call us. It's, just, it's entirely by text. And the way that it started, it was an edge case at Do Something. So Do Something is about 5.5 million members. It's the largest youth member organization in the world. To put it in perspective, that's bigger than the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts in the United States combined. Wow. It's it's really big. And it's, one, because it's not homophobic, and two, because it's by text, and that's how young people communicate. So we would send out, and they'd still do, send out every week these great campaigns, but then there would always be a couple dozen messages that would come back having nothing to do with the campaign, but things like, I'm being bullied, I don't want to go to school tomorrow, or my best friend's addicted to crystal meth, what should I do? Like, really personal stuff. And we would give them, here's a hotline number, or maybe you should talk to your school principal. Like, some advice. So it happened a few times, and so you had, like, a sort of FAQ for your team. When that happened, do this. Do this, do that. And then there was this, that was just off, it was just not in that flow at all. Um, Someone texted in that she was being raped by her father. Oh, man. And, uh... Yeah, the team brought it to me, and they were like, "We, this is different. And I said, this is horrific. And um, we gave her the hotline number for Rain, which is a really terrific rape and incest organization. And we never heard back from her. 
Um, and the truth is, that we've never heard back from her, and that was years ago. I, I mean, I, I've actually pulled her number and tried to call her and text her myself personally, and never heard back. Um, and there were a couple of, you know, sleepless weeks there. So, and then I said, like, we should just, we should just do this. Like, we should build something for them. So, I, it's startup life, right? I did it on the side. I pulled some people from Do Something and got them working on it with me. And then we started. It's a separate company, separate board, separate brand, funding, all of that. And then eventually it spun out and, and I went with it. See, I was, um, you know, I've been following you and it for quite some time. So it's not like I didn't know what you were doing. And I've, I've read a bunch of articles. I've read like a New York article and a Wired article. And, you know, so I was pretty up on it. But, like, you know, I was want to do some research and really get into it. And uh, the thing that was really kind of blew my mind was that the whole, everything I was re I just like, it makes you so emotional to... Uh, really get into it. And I'm just like this observer from outside reading about it and hearing about what you're doing and so forth. And it's, it's really deep and it is, it's heavy. Yeah. It's I some mean, heavy stuff. Yeah. How do you, uh, I just was like, how does <laughs> yeah. she cope with this? I'm actually, yeah. So I will confess to you. I'm a pretty happy person, like by nature. I like life. I'm I've got a pretty strong sense of humor. Um, and so I will confess that for a while I didn't go on the platform. I thought that actually it made most sense for the CEO to kind of be able to be a little bit removed. And then in May, we have this massive volume spike. Um, someone wrote something really nice about us on Tumblr and then on Imager, and it was shared over 400,000 times in a weekend. And so we went from seeing about 80 conversations an hour to seeing 80 conversations a minute. That's, that's just this past May. Like this past May. So just a few months ago. And our, one of our supervisors um, slacked me and was like, you really need to come on the platform and you need to take conversations. And I said, you're absolutely right. And so I got in there. And now good luck getting me off there. Like, I am so into it. It's the best part of my job. And it turns out, yeah, there's some really dark stuff. Um, I had a conversation just two weeks ago on there where the first line was, my ex-boyfriend just beat me up. And basically, I texted her through um, getting into the bathroom and locking the door, through getting the police there, through getting to the ER. And I think there was some dark stuff. Um, it's also a lot of responsibility. I mean, it's a, a lot of responsibility. Yeah. With a total stranger whose name I don't know, who I will never meet, and I won't know what the ending to that story is. And I'm not sure I've ever done anything better in my life like than well, that one conversation with that person in the most dire moment of her life. Um, and it's the most truly altruistic thing I've ever done because I don't get even the satisfaction of knowing what happens. I'm just doing it because it's the right thing to do and because I can be there for somebody in her dark moment. And um, I don't think I've ever, it's like the greatest drug ever. And you're um, not, and I it's, felt so high. And you're not, it's not like you, you know, went to college for how to do this no. or all those kind of things. And that's, and that's the model, right? Yeah. And what you were doing is basically what you have all your counselors doing. You're training them. Can you talk a little bit about how that works? You, like anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. You got to be over 18 and have a U.S. social security number because we do background checks. So um, you apply online. Um, go through the background check, and then it's a 34-hour online training that you can do at home in your jammies. And then it's four hours a week for a year, and you can break them up into two-hour shifts. I love being on there at 4 a.m. I just think it's a great way to start my day. Um, it's amazing. It's it's truly, it, it is the most altruistic. It's a connection between strangers. Um, it's, it is anonymous. 
but you're A, it, uh, it's asynchronous because it's text. So it's unlike voice, which can be heated and emotional, like you asked. Um, you can have like a minute to compose yourself before you respond. And you're not alone. It's not a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, it's actually kind of one to many. So the texter is texting you on a phone. You're on a desktop or a laptop. And um, first of all, you have all the other crisis counselors who are on there with you. And there's a global chat function where you can talk to each other and you can say, hey, I'm having a really hard conversation. Can you help me? Then there are supervisors who are paid full-time people with a master's degree in a relevant field who are watching your conversation and they can chat with you in a separate function. So you're not really alone. You're pretty supported. And if you really freak out, you can transfer the conversation to someone else. Um, we really built this knowing what you asked, that this might be hard for crisis counselors to do. And, and if you transfer the conversation, since it's text, you don't necessarily have to say, hey, I'm giving you over to somebody else now. Just... Seamless handoff. Right. Seamless handoff. How many um, counselors do you have now? About 1,800. Wow. I'd like 3,000. And it's in the U.S.? or In the U.S. Yeah. Although we really love, we particularly love our West Coasters. We really like people in Hawaii <laughs> because of the time zone, right? Most of our volume comes overnight. And we have some people, again, with U.S. passports in London, in Hong Kong. So... Um, we love, yeah, you can volunteer anytime. We really like people with insomnia, um, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, if you are breastfeeding a baby, this is a great thing to do with that other hand. It's quite an image. <laughs> what? Um, Two lives me, at once. You know, we have a lot of people who, I mean, it's Webby Awards. People are interested in how you make websites and yeah. build things. Like, that's a big thing you just built. Like, how did you How did you do that? It's like from the ground up? Did you guys buy software? Like, that's no, a, we built there's it. There's no other. Yeah, it's all proprietary. You didn't go buy some no, other no. crisis tech software, right? <laughs> no, we built it. So first two hires were a CTO and a chief data scientist, right? And so the first thing they did was they went out and looked at how hotlines work and how things like this work and how customer service works. And they realized um, a few user needs that your actual customer is that um, crisis counselor, not the end user so much. It's a, it's a common use case for them. Um, and spun something up largely in Drupal. Mm. A lot of it was Drupal, um, um, PHP. You know, it's not like big, heavy. And frankly, we are still operating on the original code um, that was shipped over three years ago. You know, we've made changes and things like that. We also built it interesting. You, you, I said chief data scientist. We built it from the beginning knowing we would want to pull out learnings. And so from the beginning, everything we were concerned with encryption and security and privacy, but we also knew that we wanted to tag words and use NLP, natural language processes, to tag things in real time so that we could learn and become faster and more accurate and so that um, the world could learn um, what's going on. So here's a great example. One of the things they saw was that every customer service takes things chronologically, which is really stupid. It, like, all of right. your customers are not equal to you. Right. Um, you know, if you're JetBlue, if my flight's in an hour, you should actually take me before the family that's already planning for Christmas. Right. Like, like if you go to the emergency room, they don't just take whoever came in first. The, they take the most serious Exactly. The gunshot wound, the kid with the sprained ankle from the soccer game sits there for half an hour. And that's how it should be. So with us, what we started with was engrams. We pulled a couple dozen words that we thought were high imminent risk, like suicide and die. We put those words in there, and if those words show up, the algorithm grabs that conversation, codes it orange, and makes it number one in the queue. So we could think of those as code orange conversations, and we take those people in under two minutes. It's very fast. 
Um, by the way, 83% of all of our conversations are taken under five minutes, so we're fast, yeah. especially in text land, that's fast. Right. This summer, we put a machine learning data scientist on this triage system, and he looked at the corpus of 23 million messages and compared that to um, what actually ends up in an active rescue, so when we actually have to call 911, and found thousands of n-grams, bigrams, and trigrams, word combinations, that indicate even higher than the words die and suicide. Some of the learnings are, for example, I want to die is imminent risk. I want to die now, just adding the word now, way more in, uh, in indicative of mm -hmm. an imminent risk. And there's another word that indicates even more highly than all of it. Can you guess what the, the most high-risk word actually is? Kill me, maybe? Kill, maybe? I don't know. No. What's the most common drug in your house? Advil? Ibuprofen. Uh, so the number one word for us are all of those household drugs like Advil, ibuprofen, because what it means is you don't only have the ideation, you've got a plan, and usually if it's in that first sentence, you're telling us that you've just ingested it. Like I took a bottle of ibuprofen and a, you know, a liter of gin. Yeah. Um, that means we've got to move quickly. Right. So um, that was really interesting. So that's another example of how we built this. We built it around the data trying to make us faster and more accurate. What are what were they what are all these people who have, you know, who are texting you? What were they doing before? I mean, it's 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 such an incredible volume. Like they weren't just they weren't calling they weren't all being taken care of by yeah, like hotlines. That's that's exactly right? that's my understanding is that I'm not hearing that hotlines traffic is like plummeting. The hotlines are still handling a whole lot of people and people should still fund and support and volunteer for all of these hotlines and clinics. I think this is a new group of people. So 80% of our texters are under the age of 25, including, and I know you're also a parent, including we have a, a 10 to 12%, depending upon the time of year, people under the age of 13 texting us. Wow. And remember, this is not like about bullying or, you know, mean kids at school and things like that. 30% of our messages are about suicide and depression. And then the next group after that is anxiety and self-harm. Like, this is really ugly stuff. Yeah. Um, so I suspect this is just younger maybe than, than other things. I think it's a new, it is a new group of people. We tend to skew young, poor, and rural. 5% hmm. of our texters are Native American. Wow. Even though only 1.5% of America is Native American. So maybe less access, like people who maybe have less access to some of these services and places they live, more rural, right. not closer, this not as many people around them in cities. And beauty of the internet, the beauty of digital is bringing people into the fold who were once isolated. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, a little bit more about the data. So you guys have, I'm, as you're, as, I'll take a, a second and stop. We were talking earlier about like uh, growth. Yes. And it sort of touched on this issue I started with, which was as you were telling me about growth, I'm thinking like in internet terms, awesome. <laughs> right? But like growth uh, for you is sad. Yeah. Or it's such a weird I mean, position to be in. You know, yeah. people like, oh, wow, it's really growing. Yeah. And I kind of want to say, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Like in the summer, volume plummeted which is not great for an internet company or any kind of a tech company. You don't really want to see your volume plummet. Like our, our growth chart just got ugly. We had this really beautiful hockey stick growth chart where May was huge. And then in the summer, our volume plummeted, which that's, is awesome. Americans wonderful. were happier, right? Exactly. And man, like kids were getting more sleep. Um, there was, there's less pressure. Um, yeah, we were, our traffic was way down in the summer. And now that, kids are back in school, 
traffic's up 27% just in the last month. Yeah. So I know how, I have a feeling I know how you guys are thinking. I don't know how you're exactly everything, but I would guess, because I know how you, how you are, that you're looking at the data for how it can inform and improve what you're doing. But I'm sure you're also thinking about like what other people can do with the data and, and tell me a bit about that. So aggregated and anonymized data we made open to the public. If you go to crisistrends.org, we're actually inspired by flu trends, by Google flu trends. And you can go there and you can see worst time of day for substance abuse, like by far, 5 a.m., oddly. Mm. Um, you know, worst day of the week for eating disorders, Sunday. And you can see that Montana is a beautiful place to live, a beautiful place to visit, but living there, it's very high suicidal ideation. So um, you can see all of these, you know, states and days of the week and all that kind of stuff there at Crisis Trends. We're working on another version of it now. Yeah, some of it, I was looking through it, some of it seemed uh, like, oh, that makes sense. So a lot of if you looked at stuff that was around like family problems yeah. and and think relationships, a lot of stuff that seemed high 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 text at like seven eight o'clock, like dinner time, makes sense. Things, like a lot of those things that make yeah. sense. My favorite and then one is counterintuitive at, stuff. Too. Totally counterintuitive. Yeah. My favorite one that makes sense as someone who grew up in New England is if you look at the state map and anxiety. That one's pretty funny. Um, it's like all the East Coast. And uh, nobody right. else is feeling anxiety, except Utah. Utah is apparently with us. But And then um, things that don't make sense aren't intuitive. So self-harm, cutting, um, and other forms of self-harm. I always assumed that it happened like at night and on weekends at home, when you're like in your bedroom, in your bathroom, private. Um, it happens just as often during the school day. So 50% of self-harm happens during the school day. Wow. Yeah. Like, schools need to be thinking about those bathrooms. Right. So yeah. what a... a so um, do you vote, you've opened up, you have the data there. Are other people coming and using the data? Are you, are you at that point? Are you going to be doing that as well? Because I would imagine, you know, if you, you're overlaying data with what other people are doing or yep. other researchers are doing, it's probably very interesting, but also probably very valuable. So we opened up for what's called Enclave um, Open Data Collaborations. So uh, non-commercial use, so primarily academics, but also municipalities can apply for um, a slice of data. Um, and so we've had over 100 applications. We've approved eight. Okay. And we have a whole ethics committee. It's kind of like an IRB process at a university. And some really interesting things. So Ryerson College in Canada applied to look at our LGBTQ texts because they want to compare them to public information about hate crimes and public policies to look at, well, do public policies and hate crimes lead to more pain with right. everyday citizens? Right. Um, we just got an application from someone who wants to look at um, meteorological data, so weather patterns and depression. Um, I'm like, I'm convinced the moon has something to do with all of this, but that could just be me. I'm a Taurus. There you go. Okay, great. Um, like when it's dark in the winter, do you feel crappier? When it gets cold or when it uh, when it rains, I, we we have these hunches. Be yeah, nice I mean, you, the data. you touched on it a little bit there with uh, you guys spiked for traffic in May and then over the yeah. summer. Yeah. So how are you, um, so the data is coming in because people are using the service. How is it getting like categorized? You mentioned a little bit of like natural language stuff. Are Do you have like, are the counselors also tagging it for yeah. things as they do it? Is that a big part yep. of that? Yeah. Right now um, it's tagging a post-conversation survey. There's a branch survey that the crisis counselors fill out and we use that. But we also built something that we've nicknamed internally Junior because it was the baby of one of our uh, of one of our engineers. So Junior also um, can automate that and do that. And Junior's still being trained um, in in comparing 
to um, how humans have categorized things. But shortly, we will be able to do that in an automated way. We're about to ship that post-conversation survey um, pre-filled out so that um, uh, you just have to make sure that um, Junior did it. Junior's like way. some sort of machine learning exactly. software that's just analyzing the words that and we saying built. this is what it's about. Yep, that we built. This is this is the thing. We built all of this. You yeah. asked that a few minutes ago. We, we built all of this from scratch. Crisis Text Line, to me, is a tech startup that happens to be a not-for-profit mental health organization, not a mental health organization that happens to use a lot of technology. It is a tech startup. Now, people who work there don't have equity. Um, but you know what? Their equity is never going to pay out a lot of the dot-coms anyway, and our salaries are, are competitive. This is a great place to work, yeah. and we're hiring. And there are a lot of social change organizations some of them for-profit, some of them not-for-profit, that are doing meaningful things. If you have great skills, you don't need to put those skills to work helping people find Chinese food at 2 a.m. Like There are things that you can do that can really impact people's lives. And I think our, our engineers like shipping things that they know, wow, that product is going to, like it's going to shave minutes off an active rescue, or it's going to help a crisis counselor feel more comfortable when talking to someone. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty great. What have you, I mean, I would just imagine that just so you have so much data and you have now so much experience um, as both a counselor and also running the organization, like, do you have any insights on like, what's it like, what's the difference between being a teenager now versus like maybe when we were, when we were teenagers? Do you remember anybody cutting? I don't, no. I didn't, I mean, I had friends yeah. who were bulimic and anorexic. Yeah. I never, and this is so prevalent. So prevalent. I mean, it's about one in five conversations ends up mentioning self-harm. So that one to me is is really shocking. Um, there's some bad parenting out there. Yeah, I well, mean, I had a. I think a that there always has been, but I think I might have been blissfully unaware of it. Maybe now I'm more attuned to it because I am a parent. But you know, I had a texter once who said again that she had just swallowed a bottle of pills, and one of the first questions is, "Is there someone else near you who can be with you, you know, physically?" And her mom was home and asleep, and I said, "You should probably wake her up." She went into the other room, woke her up, and her mom said, leave me alone, go back to sleep, you're going to be fine. Just like, yeah. it's just crappy. There's yeah. some, there's some, there's just some bad parenting out there. I, and no one teaches you how to be a parent, right? Like, we don't come with instruction books. You know more about driving a car. Yeah. You're taught more about that. There's a test. Yeah. Do you think the, do you, do you think the sort of like social media world that some of the young people are in now, like, is more, is contributing to like more anxiety and more of these things? Or is it maybe just that we sort of know about it better, more than we used to? I think for you and you and you and me, uh -huh. I think for our generation and the look how cute my kids are going back to school and, ooh, I got a promotion. But I actually think I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a contrarian on this one. And I actually think for this rising generation, for these people under 25, they, don't have the stigma around mental health. I'm blown away by how many times I see on Twitter, hey, thanks, Crisis Text Line, for saving my life last night. Wow. Wow. I don't know a 45-year-old who would admit that online. Yeah. Like People my age are so careful about how they curate what they post and, and what pictures. And I think young people just have a different understanding of privacy and of sharing and... Um, of the ups and downs of life because they have grown up with reality TV, which is, and, and, and just more, um, I don't know, transparency everywhere. And so I think they share what's yucky, not just what's great. And I think our generation still thinks of social and digital as 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The way to broadcast out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think of it as marketing. Right. You have children, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and how, like, is it? I'm just, I was just imagining myself knowing all the stuff that you know in like a deep way that I don't know now, but like just as I was talking about earlier and then, and then how I would relate that at home to my kids and, you know, the like, training you know has a changed lot about me. teenagers now. I do, yeah. I do. The training has definitely She's changed great, the way I probably. talk to them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I asked my daughter this the other night and um, I think we talk more effectively would be the way I would say it now. So it used to be, you know, she's 11, right? She's in middle school. So one day someone's her best friend and the next day she's not talking to her. And it's just a roller coaster um, or more like a haunted house maybe. <laughs> and um, and I, I would have said before I was on the platform, I would have said things like, it doesn't matter. It's all going to be okay. You don't need her to be your friend anyway. You have other friends. Like all of those. That's just, what I would say. Right? Like let's, I'll, I'll fix it for you. I'll tell yeah. you the solution. And instead now I say, wow, that sounds really hard. Is that painful? How does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to fix it, which we can't do, you can't control someone else's feelings. What you can do is kind of validate and let them talk and help them get to a cooler place. Yeah. Um, like, how do you look at media with your kids? Is it was it just or internet media specifically? Is that well, something that we um, we don't really watch TV? We're we're Netflix people. Yeah. And we are now deep into season five of five of MacGyver. We are wow. hardcore MacGyver like the old fans. School MacGyver? Old school, original wow. MacGyver. It's all on Netflix, and I highly recommend it because, like, every once in a while, there's a a, a little bit of a tin ear from the '80s, like things that we wouldn't say today, but sure. not much. MacGyver's yeah. like yeah. it's like better than most of those other old movies and things. Right. Um, you don't have the homophobia and racism from some of the other things right. in the '80s. MacGyver's pretty great. He also doesn't like guns. There's not a lot of not a lot of dying, and there's some pretty cool physics and chemistry in uh-huh. there. So we're hardcore MacGyver fans. Um, <laughs> I, I love about those shows is just like watching a world where no one is like looking at their phones all the time. It's like it's so refreshing. <laughs> we look at each other all the time and say like he could have gotten out of the situation with a little Google search yeah, right now. Yeah. You know, like there's so many times where he could call for help. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Although one of the episodes we just saw was all about an EMP. Which I thought, well, that might be the first like pop culture reference right, yeah. of of an EMP. That was pretty interesting. So it's and Anthrax was also in a, in an episode from season five. So that was pretty fascinating. Anyway, um, I am I have to say that I'm really enjoying watching my daughter in the wild, like watching her on Instagram. Um, except that we did have we did have one incident last year. So part of the '80s movies watching, we watched Gremlins as a family, which is like a fun movie. I remember when the cute little gremlins like touch water and then they turn into like mean monsters who eat cats. 
And um, I felt like um, the Stranger. I don't know if you saw Stranger Things on Netflix recently. I haven't but seen it, it really yet. Really reminded me of Gremlins and like the feeling and the just sort of the feeling of it. It was a it was a really terrific movie. Except that then right after watching Gremlins. Let me just show you. We erased it from Instagram, but I did keep a picture so that I can show this, you know, like someday at her wedding to embarrass her. She posted that. Oh. Do you want to read it? I'm not sure I should. <laughs> Maybe you should read it. Well, no? it's a picture of the cute gremlin changing into the scary gremlin with the caption, what happens to me when I need some pussy? Mm. So did um, she re-gram that or, um, or yeah, she, make that? She, or? No, no, no. She found this online. Okay. You, you, a quick Google search will pull okay. up this image That's if you look good. at Gremlins. Fortunately, she tagged love this movie, hashtag Gremlins, hashtag Gremlins 2. Um, so my friends who fortunately follow my daughter on Instagram were like, oh, texting me, Nancy, I think your daughter just posted something and doesn't know what it means. Um so uh, my daughter learned the other meaning of pussy. Oh, great, great. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, um, but I mean, like the, the you know the, the you know my son, my children are younger, and I haven't coped with this yet. I just it's but uh, there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet, you know. And uh, I you know I remember what I was doing when I was 13, and uh, it wasn't like terrible, but. Well, now you don't have to hide it under your bed anymore. Yeah, I'm happy that I don't have access to. I'm happy that I don't have access to the internet. Yeah, no, it's um, they're older, faster. Yeah, they know a lot more, and and uh, immediately all of our minds go to porn. Like, oh, yeah, not even that, that. just like like, shootings. Yeah, how about the shootings? My my kids understand why Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they've seen these things. How about um, so we my kids go to school in Chelsea, and there was the bombing, and um or the bomb, I don't think I call it a bombing, the bomb that went off. And um, there was a bomb scare at their school on um, Tuesday. And they found a suspicious package. All of the kids had seen the news media about the bomb going off in Chelsea. So they knew that this could possibly be real. So for half an hour, they were huddled, kind of like in the basement while school security took care of the suspicious package. But they were really freaked out. And in the old days, they might have just thought that was like a fire a fire drill where you line up and it's kind of annoying and boring. But they had all seen and they all knew what was really going on. Yeah, there's no more. Yeah, and there's and there's really no. I mean, even if you were like a parent who like didn't want your kid to have a phone or was really trying to shelter them, I mean, it's just there's no way of really stopping it. Good luck. It's, yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit. Of, so you guys are it looks like you're you're starting to use machine learning, mm. and starting to have in for a while. Um, what do you see like you know as you're imagining like what that could do? What, how are you looking at that? I'm thinking a lot about AI. Uh-huh. Um, like, do you think that the? Do you think that? I mean, this it sort of introduces a weird thing, but I'm sure there's some efficiency in like having some bots. computer bot yeah. or whatever do the first beginning. Or, I get this question a lot. Yeah. I get this question a lot. Sure. So, um, look, the first question, the first when you text in, the first thing you get is an automatic response that says like, "You made a smart decision texting in." Here's a link to our terms of service and privacy policy because we think that's really important. And then, um, you know, you're limited to 160 characters, not by us, by regulators, and um, uh, and how phones work, and uh, and what's going on with you. So we prompt them to. So we could, after that first message, we could probably automate a couple other layers in. We don't do an intake survey. We're not funded by the government. So we don't ask you all of those, what's your race, what's your age, all those you know questions that mm-hmm. frankly don't feel valuable to you and just feel like an inquisition. So we don't ask them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a rule I got from, from Reid Hoffman. Reid Hoffman's rule on data and surveying is only ask the user something that A, 
um, feels valuable to the user, and B, you can't get otherwise. So we don't ask any of those stupid questions. Having said that, sure, we could do the first four or five questions by bot. We don't. Um, we think that if you've like had the bravery and, and the desperation to reach out to Crisis Text Line, you deserve another compassionate human. Right. And I'm not convinced that sentiment analysis, it's certainly not possible now. I'm not convinced that it's even, that we're close. I think those human emotions and empathy are too complicated to mimic. When my husband is um, is able to demonstrate consistent empathy and understanding of my emotions, then maybe I'll think a computer can do it. <laughs> but like, he's a pretty great guy, and yeah. I married him, and he's not always capable of it. I see a very knowing smile on you right no, now. No, yeah, I, like, I understand. I, right? yeah, like we're, if, uh, you know, we're a complicated lot. We are complicated. So are the wives. Like we are all we're com just humans. Yeah. We are complicated, and so I don't think it's as easy as like if A then B. It's not. It's not. So I'm not really seeing that yet. Um, and even if we did do it with those first couple of questions, we would say, we would make it clear. I don't, I don't want to trick you. You know, right now online, yeah. a lot of e-commerce, you think you're talking to a human, but you're actually talking to a bot. And um, I, I'm not a big fan of lying to users. Yeah. I love my users. Yeah. I'm never going to lie to them. Yeah, because you see... Um it's it's like if you if you know if you think that there's a bot there answering you, but it's not you're not told that it's sort of like yeah it's, it feels like a dishonest thing and you you wonder whether people will want to like text into a bot. The part that's kind of also interesting to me is there's these um, chatbot programs which I think haven't really taken off so much here in the U.S. But you, you see more prevalence of in Asia and stuff where it's like your chatbot boyfriend or girlfriend. Yep. And it's not like a secret. Nobody's lying to them. They like download their. They want it. They want it, and like they have these like in, like super 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 long conversations with these bots. So, and they and it does create a dependency. I yeah. mean, our we are not trying. We are not therapy, right. and we are not your best friend or your replacement girlfriend or or mom. Um, we think you should have those real life relationships or or see a therapist if you need one. We are here in that hot moment. Um, to tip you to a decision that's maybe healthier and safer, mm -hmm. um, and, and to get you cool. Um, yeah, we don't we don't want to replace those things. Having said that, like I'm kind of digging Alexa in my kitchen. Like I get home and the first thing I say to Alexa is, Alexa, put on Duran Duran on Pandora. Like that's that's basically I walk in the apartment and I say that. And my son has discovered that Alexa is the best joke teller. Oh, here's one for you. For oh, the babies. I didn't know that. Here's oh, the so um, Alexa, tell me a joke. And Alexa is my favorite joke from Alexa is if Spider Man had a day job, what would it be? I don't know. Web designer. Uh. That's a dad joke. That's Alexa, a dad joke. Alexa gives a lot of dad Alexa jokes. Alexa gives a lot of dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. But you must be, I'm, I would guess you're also thinking, you're an ambitious person. You're thinking, how do we like get people to stop texting us, right? You're, I'm sure, like, how do you guys use the information that you have to reduce the amount of people who are having these situations, right? That's the hope. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I'd like people to feel better and to get the help they need. 23% of people who text us end up with a referral. Sometimes it's an online referral, so um, maybe you're having a panic attack and we send you a breathing GIF. Um, there are these really terrific GIFs that help you get hmm. calm. Mm -hmm. Or um, or we send you a link to a specialized program, or 4% um, of the time we actually send you something offline, like a substance abuse clinic or a homeless shelter or something like that. We'd, we'd like to get you to a better place, and we'd like you to learn that you have the strength to control your 
actions, words, emotions. Maybe you need help or you need medication to do it, but you have the power to make that possible. So we really don't want you to depend on us. We want to help you develop that muscle and those coping skills. What's the hardest thing? Wasn't that weird, by the way? It's different from every other tech company you talk to, which is, please come back. Please be sticky. And then that's the whole... The, Isn't that funny? It's awesome. Yeah. And it's so strange and Some great. of what we're doing is really yeah. counter to, like, it really is a tech startup, but some of it is really counter to a lot of what most tech companies are focused on. Yeah, like, you're, I mean, I would just imagine we could get into, like, how you guys measure things, right? Like... <laughs> Great, we grew the obvious thing we're doing right, right we earlier. We grew traffic base. to the side. Exactly. We grew the base. This is not good things. Yeah. You're looking, I'm sure, looking at like, you know, how quickly you can resolve things and stuff like that. I don't we know, know like that success 40 to 60 messages, that's our sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And if you keep back and forth. Back and that's forth. That's how much it. That's, that's the sweet spot for really a, a, a positive um, outcome. Mm -hmm. Anything after that, it just kind of plateaus. So we do watch things like that. Um, words that we use, we're looking at ISO quality, things like that. But um, yeah, some of it's a little counter to it. Look, there's a lot that we're learning from other marketplaces. We are actually, I find us more similar to Airbnb, Etsy, Teachers Pay Teachers, other marketplaces where the demand is unpredictable and kind of out of your control, but so is the supply. Um, so those companies all have success teams. In fact, the Airbnb, um, success team, host success team has been so generous with us and spent time with us and really kind of coached us on how do we better support our crisis counselors. Mm -hmm. um, same with Donors Choose, their team over there has really helped us. We're learning from others. Tell me about that. Like, how is that? What, what's the relevance there? What, what kind of information do they have that they're able to, that helps you guys? So what helps a, a host on Airbnb or a seller on Etsy or a teacher on Donors Choose um, feel like it was a good experience? Easily um, use the platform to um, to sell something or to host or to, to get a something funded. This is that um, marketplaces, again, supply and demand are kind of out of your control. Right. Um, it's very interesting. That's kind of what we are, right? Our crisis counselors are volunteers and our texters are unpredictable. I didn't know when Zane was going to leave One Direction, but when he did, we saw spikes in volume for three nights. Wow. Um, you know, we, I call that Zane spikes. Mm -hmm. um, and the hashtag cut for Zane trended worldwide on Twitter. Ugh. I mean, this is not like just girls saying, I'm so bummed. This is girls saying, I'm cutting, yeah. you know, because of this. What are the, what are the, what's the equivalent of like the, the inverse? Like, what are the things that make you get less? Summer. Less summer. Summer. Yeah. You want to hear another surprise? Holiday. People assume that things get worse over holiday. Our holiday volume goes down. The types of issues we see change. Um, so we see more, you know, family issues, eating disorders, substance abuse. We see less um, depression, actually. I, I think this is some of this is, again, counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah. Well, most people are with family. Right. The vast majority of people. Right. But a lot of people think of being with family as, like, stressful and creating more anxiety. Well, and... we see more eating disorders and other things. So <laughs> we do. But the volume isn't as high. But the right. kinds of issues we see definitely shifts over holiday. So I would imagine a lot of young people working in the crisis text line. Um, you know, it's a actually, so at Do Something, there were something like 70 employees, and I think only 11 of them over the age of 30 right. at the time that I was there. It was a very young office. Um, people were doing a lot of swiping left and right in the middle of the day. Um, and uh, at Crisis Tech Sign, it's a little bit more diverse. Half of our team are those supervisors who have a, who are full-time people with a a master's degree in a relevant field. So we have a lot of social workers, we have a minister, 
and they, um, they're mostly kind of middle-aged women um, all over the country. Um, so the workforce at Crisis Tech Sign on the full-time staff is a little bit more diverse. Did they, did, did those people typically work at like hotlines before or is this sort of, or is it more that now all of a sudden they have this opportunity to do this because of the technology and they can... I've got a lot of staff who used to be at phone hotlines, mm -hmm. clinics, um, drop-in centers. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So what's the hard, what's like the big thing in front of you that's, that's really hard to tackle? Like My, you're like really, it's, it's preventing you from helping more people? So capacity, we, we do zero marketing to drive volume. Again, the volume just, right. it just comes. Well, let's talk about that for a second. So there's some idea here. This is all another weird counterintuitive thing. The marketing of this kind of thing can actually maybe can influence people into having the crises. Is that no, yes or no? Because you see I mean, that, that like things, media yeah, exposure to this stuff. Some sometimes. of them are contagious. That's right. Yeah. Some of these issues and things are contagious. But I don't think advertising, if we were to advertise the fact of a hotline existing, I don't think. Okay. I, I think that only makes yeah. people feel more comfortable. Right. Um, our big challenge and the reason why we reached out to all of those other marketplaces for advice um, is our challenge is churn, which is their challenge too. You know, Lyft's challenge, Uber's challenge, again, Etsy, counselors. Is, is exactly like retaining wow, drivers, yeah. retaining hosts. So we all have the same, we want really great people on the supply side on our platforms. And so for us, crisis counselors are keeping them as our pain point. So you apply, you go through the background check, you go through training, you get on the platform, and then sometimes they leave. Yeah. Um, maybe because of life, like maybe they're in a semester abroad or they just got married or it's a vacation or or because it's too hard and they just need a break. Um, uh, but we need them. I mean, it's intense, right? It's, it's intense. It's got to be really intense work. It's intense, but it's really a community. They get to know each other and their friends. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty terrific. It's also, it's a great volunteer opportunity for introverts. It's a great volunteer opportunity for people who don't live in a city. Cities are where most volunteer opportunities happen. It's really hard if you're rural. And here's the biggest surprise, if you're deaf. Oh, so wow. the deaf and hard of hearing found us as texters. But even more exciting to me, they have found us as the heroes, as volunteers. Um, it's, a, it's a terrific way um, to help someone else. We have several crisis counselors um, who stutter. And it doesn't matter. No one knows. Um, and we have some people who are homebound, uh, and you can be a hero from your couch in your jammies. Not all heroes like wear spandex and capes. <laughs> Where can people, um, how do, how do you become, uh, you know, you, you, you said there's a training, so how do people sign up? They just go to crisistextline.org? Yep. Exactly. And you said you have 1,800 counselors right now. Yeah, you all want over the 18,000. Well, I want 3,000. 3, I'll take 18,000, <laughs> but not tomorrow. How do you find, so how do you find them other than? It's all word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah, it's all there. They read about it. Um, boy, the skim, glamour, the New Yorker have, right. have written about us and sent us great people. Glamour sent us. We have 60 active crisis counselors as a result of that Glamour article who have taken nearly 20,000 conversations. Wow. So, um, yeah, Glamour sent us some good stuff. Where do you, what's, what's like inspiring to you in the world of not changing the world by delivering Chinese food, to use your <laughs> analogy, but changing the world by, you know, doing things that serve like a, an actual... 
good cause, and I, not to diss too much on the Chinese food because I, I like Chinese food. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I kind of get the I get the idea of like wanting to inspire people to like work in a mission driven culture. So it, sometimes it gets a little bit too far. Yep. Um, but you know, what's inspiring to you, and like, what are you learning from? Um, I can't say enough good about Donors Choose. I really can't. It's a f- phenomenal organization with terrific leaders that's constantly learning, and they've been so generous. Um, I loved, I learned so much in my time at Do Something, and I learned from the people I worked with. They pushed me every day to be smarter and to try new things. You know, I'm like kind of an old woman. And, um, and this is the part where I'm going to just disagree. Okay, Obviously, we're not an old woman. That would make me an old man, which I'm still trying to stave off. So let's let's say we're. But for some of these things, for some like we're not digital natives, you and me. Yeah. And so um, to 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 understand and really love and appreciate. I mean, they they've been very patient with me and teaching me. Um, and uh, like I said, I referenced Pandora earlier, not Spotify. Like I'm still mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not there. Do you think? Um, is text, like, is it going to be, like, you know, to use a terrible, like, analogy just because it'll make the point, is it going to be crisis Snapchat line or, you know, is... We'd like to be in all of them. Yeah, okay. So um, we're built on top of Twilio, mm-hmm. um, which is just a phenomenal company. Wow, they've been so good to us. And um, we're built on top of Twilio now. And so um, we are, and we're integrating into other places where there are young people and there's pain. So... I'm really excited about what we're doing with Kick. I'm I'm really excited about what we're doing with After School. Um, we're on Facebook Messenger. We're um, we want to be where, where people, the people are in are. pain, yeah. and we want to help you in a medium that you prefer. So I'd love to integrate with Snapchat. There is no API. Yeah. Um, it would be nice if there was one. If there if there wasn't one, hey Ev, call me or text me. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd I we'd love to help. If you heard that, Ev, I know you listen to this, so <laughs> we'll give you Nancy's uh, email address later. Um, that was so, thank you so much for for talking to us. Yeah, you were doing fun. as always. Like it's, I could have told you ten years ago, you were doing incredible work. You're still doing incredible work. Thanks. I was like crying on my computer, and, like I already know it all, and it still makes me. cry. I'm having the best time. I really um, am. This is yeah, the best. I'm having. You. I'm learning so much just every day, and uh, and to be able to learn like and make a difference, it's great. And then. You know, someday I'll win the lottery and <laughs> that last piece, will, it's fine. Um, if the listeners, if listeners are interested in volunteering, I really encourage you all to go to crisistextline.org. Thank you so much, Webby winner. I'm sure we will be doing that again soon, it sounds like. It's um, one of my favorite, Nancy favorite Lovelock. events. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Nancy for chatting with us and for all the amazing work she's doing at Crisis Text Line. I also wanted to call out that Nancy used to actually work across the street from us here at the Webby's on 21st Street, and she could see in my office from her office. There were many nights when I was here late and I would get an email from Nancy with the subject, go home. While I rarely actually obeyed that subject, I always appreciated it. Thanks, Nancy. If you're in the U.S. and you have a mobile phone, you can access the service by texting HELLO to 741-741. Our producer is Ben Wagner. Editorial help this week from Nicole Ferraro. Show music is Straight West by Casket Club. If you like what you're hearing, I hope you'll tell your friends and be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you, and we will see you next week.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.